You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Sarah Garden Armstrong. Sarah, thanks so much for being with me today. It's great. I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Sarah, we're talking about your show, Layered Scapes, and we're talking on February 23rd, but this show is running for more than another month to March 20, uh, March 31st. March Stephanie Martin. No, it runs, it runs March 11th. Oh, March 11th. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so there's, of course, a link in here so listeners can learn more. Uh, let's talk about this show. To begin with, the, the title, Layered Scapes, um, you know, tell me a little bit about that because it seems to point towards these are paintings that are built of, of layers. I, I, I wouldn't think of them initially as landscapes because they seem to be without horizon or, or kind of recognizable ground. But, but by layered scapes, um, you know, what, does that, what does that mean to you? To me, I see all the layers in your work. So, you know, I'll just start by they're not exactly what you would think is painting. What I'm using is uh, abaca fiber, which is a banana leaf fiber, which is a paper fiber, and I'm using the pigments, they're acrylics, but they are from paper making. So they're very much more intense, and I'm like staining and I'm pouring on the fiber. It, I'm letting it dry. It always is a different color <laughs> than when, you, uh, when, it's, when it's wet and when it's dry. And uh, then I'm peeling off some, and then I'm putting some more, uh, putting some of this fiber back in. So there's sort of this uh, ghost history of um, these layers. So let's talk more about that because I'm not I'm not completely clear on that. These these are on canvas, right? Stretched canvas yes. is, is what we're looking at. So on top of yeah. the stretched canvas, these are it's unprimed paper. canvas. Yeah, oh, it's, it's unprimed, unprimed canvas. Yes, so, the, so in paper making, the fibers are in water. And so right. what I'm doing is I'm mixing the pigment in with the fibers, and I'm also pouring that. So I'm painting horizontally, and then I'm, then I'm standing, you know, it's drying, and I'm manipulating it at the, while it's wet and, and sometimes, and then I have to stand it up to sort of visually see where I'm going. So you're so you're manipulating paper pulp because I know I've, I've done paper making and I know sometimes you can spray pulp, you can dye pulp, you can put it on screens, do all kinds of things. Is, is this right. there's actually pulp on the on the canvas that then this wet paper pulp that then you're manipulating until it's well until it's it's finished and then you let it dry. Is, is that correct? Yeah, um, I'm, it's it's again it's doing it's in layers. I'm not you know a painting. I, I'm not just. I don't. I pour it, and then that has to be dry. And then I'm, you know, I might be pouring some other pigment in next to it with the stains. But it all keep. I keep having to dry it in order to see what's happening. And so right, and again, and, and, and this is though this is paper on canvas uh, essentially, yes, right? Paper, paper on canvas, and staining on canvas, and bleeding on canvas. Yes. And then I'm again I'm gluing some back in. So you know it's uh, I'm just painting with a fiber and stain instead of painting with it is acrylic, but I'm not painting with paint that comes out of the tube. 
I understand. Yeah, that's such an interesting process because paper making is a beautiful process and working with pulp mm-hmm. and all that. So, so now I see the, the combination there. And because it's acrylic, though it's bleeding onto the canvas, you, you know, that's why you're not getting the kind of uh, stains, for example, that Helen Frankenthaler got from sometimes working on raw right. canvas, right, and having the stains of oil or, 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 or varnishes. Is, is that correct? Right, right. I'm not, I'm doing, you know, I'm staining like she would have done, but I'm just doing it in a different way. And I'm also layering it more um, because I'm peeling off, which leaves that image, a ghost image or a heavier image, but depending on the color that was put in, the acrylic that was put in uh, with the water or, and then I'm coming back with adding parts of, you know, pieces of paper that I have poured or put on plastic or in just many different ways. I have made paper, I don't make paper per se as a sheet, so I've never really thought of myself as a paper maker, but I have used paper in sculpture and in drawings and handmade paper for the last 40 years, you know, at different times. So let's so. let's talk about yeah it's it's relationship to sculpture because yeah of course yeah paper can be a sculptural medium itself mm-hmm. paper pulp and and you can do all kinds of things with it these mm-hmm. um, these paintings in layered scapes have a, have a great motion to them and a, and a kind of great depth can we talk about how these relate to to sculpture if if that's the case because they you know, there's like Henry Moore's drawings and sculptor's drawings, paintings mm-hmm. often have a certain mm-hmm. like like volume to them, but that's how I see mm-hmm. it. And and um, are are yours like that as well? Do you think, or you know, coming from um, a sculptor's point of view? Yes, I am very much coming from a sculptor's point of view. Uh, I began as a uh, MFA is in painting, but I never stayed flat. So I feel like a lot of my work in the sculpture is drawing in space. And I think of, uh, of uh, yeah, David Smith was the drawing in space from years ago. But um, I feel like the the motions, and particularly in this work here, uh, there is a physicality, and the body is very much part of the pouring and, uh, you know, the directional movement in these pieces. Because I am, I am physically you know, making a movement uh, of my body uh, as I was as I'm painting and pouring. Uh, so let's talk about the physicality. Yeah, because you know, I'm sorry, go on. But that, right, there's a physicality in, in, in the gestures yeah. and how they're painted. Um, but right. but go on. Yeah, in terms of uh, sculpture, you're about to say something else. I was just saying that um, I just know that I you know paintings for me are flat work. And just as paper, you know, paper drawings and things like that. And with all of my work, there's been a large body of going back and forth from one to another with the sculpture, uh, whether it's a commission for an atrium space or whether it's just, it's, um, I've done a lot with the sculpture being having breathing in it. All of, and I've used paper fiber in this sort of, um, and sandblasting, which again, these things are very much layers that you go back into. And I've used that in the sculpture. And I've sprayed uh, the fiber, uh, abacot, in a three-dimensional forms too. And when you spray it in three-dimensional forms, how does that work? Is that over an armature or something? Yes, yes. It is always, you always have an armature that you can pull something out 
because I've used light a lot in my work, um, it's that's one of the reasons I liked abaca because it's a it's a very strong fiber, and but it also can be m- much more translucent with so the light can show through it. Yeah, and in some of these works, um, I mean, you, you talked about um, uh, a long exploration of the physicality of breath and. I feel like we're moving around some of that now. Can you talk about mm-hmm. that, the physicality of breath and, and, and what that means that you, you've been exploring it so long and, and how that manifests in these works? Uh, yes, I feel like it does. Um, I have been since the early 80s when I really started with a piece uh, in the sound show at PS1 and the, the backside of it was where I was able to figure out the hosing for air to blow on you. And ever since then, it has been uh, very much a part of the sculpture because of the, um, it's close to me also with that sound system as you walk along the beach, the edge of the water, and you hear that very life-giving and very life-taking away. So it, it, it just has been part of the work I've done. And, um, and always just um, so there's pieces where the and they always I'm using blowers um, and squirrel cage clo- squirrel cage blowers in some of these pieces um, and so there's a blowing out and a blowing in which is what breath is very much about um, so that I think all of that has it has influenced the work to go in this sort of sort of life-giving way. And it's also been for me this exploration of materials and this sort of shifts of realities um, because it's, um, it's, it's, again, it's layered. I'm sort of jumping a little bit too much, I think. But No, that's okay because <laughs> you're, you're working in a number of ways. So... So, yeah, mm-hmm. the layers and the breaths and this kind of movement in and mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that you're talking about are, are adding to, it, it, to the content, it sounds like what you're saying. And the, and the content, mm-hmm. you know, um, is, is in part about this kind of life force, right? It's a dance. Mm-hmm. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's mm-hmm. a breath. It's a, you know, it's, it's physical um, is, is how it strikes mm-hmm. me. I mean, isn't that part of what you're weaving into what you're saying mm-hmm. now is yes. that in, in this yes. kind of physicality, in this kind of dance of movement, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's partly what breath is, is, is about, right? This kind of give and yes. take, this, this yin and yang of, of, of life, of movement. Yes, it is. And just a recent piece that would, so I did this series of air, what I called air players, but they were very much about breathing and this last one that I just did was an installation that just closed January the 30th. It ended up, their blowers attached to these sort of palm-like forms. And on that, I was layered like four projectors, which had these shapes and the colors changing. So it was a, these shifts of reality, but they were also, um, as the color moved, it, it sort of relates a good bit to the paintings in a sense. Um, of, of the shift there and then I also had this sort of ocean sound was part of the blowers and the ocean sounds were parts of this installation that you looked at and then one of the projectors also made you a part of it because your shadows became part of it. It was in a room that was like 20 by, th- 20 by 30. 
feed. Oh, that's very beautiful. So, so what's happening there is an extension of the work, right? The, the, yeah. the viewer's shadows then become uh-huh. uh, some of the layers of the, of the gestures of, of your work. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, that's what I was saying. I had begun way back there by painting shadows on the wall with these moving pieces and then casting it. But with this latest one, um, or the last few that I'd done, that were, each one was a little different, um, it became the projector, became the movement, and, and, you know, with casting and the movement of those shadows moving through it and not painting the shadows. But again, it's that shifts of reality. I like that. And uh, so this is a beautiful show. At the same time you're doing this show uh, or the show is up, you're, of course, very busy with, with more exhibits in more places, and you're also quite active with, with public sculpture. Is, is that correct? And, and creating installations. Yes, I have. I, I don't have anything right at this moment, but I have done. And the public sculpture, like, example, this one, which is in Alabama, right, is, I did a while ago, was about multiple cirrhosis, which meant that I tackled the, understanding the disease before I could tackle what the work would be like. And, and let's talk about that. So, um, so when you tackle what the, what the disease will be like, how, how does that affect the work? Or, or what happened in that case? Well, because this well, was a commission, it, essentially, correct? This was a commission, and it had to be about multiple. There's multiple cirrhosis society was honoring someone here, and they commissioned me to do a piece that related to uh, MS. And so, yes, I spent a huge amount of time talking to the scientists that were working on the disease and, you know, what they were doing and understanding they were working with this um, glia cells, which were a a support for the neurons. So I, and eventually I realized I had to make a piece of sculpture. So the work became for me an abstraction of the brain and with sort of a root system where the, the, and then LEDs move through this, these pods which were, had been sprayed Abaca, and they were programmed, to, the light would be moving because I had to re- represent, you know, if it's representing the brain, it had to represent the neuron, the movement, and then it points. The color would change to red, and that would reference that the brain was, you know, could not move your arm or something like that. Oh, that's, that's and, fascinating. And, 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 and this work... Um, which hopefully we'll have an image of here or, or, or link to it as, as well, is, um, is using some of the materials we talked about, right? Abaca, yeah, yeah. Pozo paper. This is, uh-huh. this is a, uh, we could almost say it's, um, it's, a, it's a paper sculpture, only yeah. not, not yeah. quite because there's other things in there, lights and everything, as you're right. saying, but yeah. this is largely built with paper. The surface itself is, uh-huh. is largely paper. Is that correct? Right. The surface where the LEDs are going through it are paper. And that had to be sprayed and, you know, and then all the, and the LEDs were programmed within, inside these pods. And then there's also a, what sort of represented the glia cells, which was an abstraction again, but it was uh, uh, the gel medium, which I had ended up putting with lots of layers on glass. 
and then and then uh, a fiber in it too, and then peel those off so that that would be represent this sort of a support for the glia uh, the glia cells support in the neurons. Yes, but again, it's, it's material. Just, yeah, go ahead. Right, but it's materials, and it's also I mean, as opposed to because all your sculptures and installations, of course, like that. We're talking about a commission, which is so interesting because you're. Um, this is something you've done before, of course, but you're you're interpreting. Whereas the mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the the sculptures, which you which you've also done, of course, an enormous amount of installations are um, are are not coming from a specific research in in, in most cases, right? I mean, there was one. Well, um, if we can speak of this, like Abaca Wall backs, um, that was an installation referencing your your mother's hospitalization mm-hmm. um that's mm-hmm. that's a very beautiful work and and um and very kind of you know feels almost like a, a memorial but this is a very different approach it feels to me than the work we were just talking about the abaca wallbacks yes yes and uh if you're looking at the show that just happened the gadston if you're looking at the abaca wallbacks that were it's the earlier piece when it was shown those forms were shown at the bronx museum they ha- it had a recessed lighting behind them, which was very uh, sort of tubes with red and all, and it was it really felt very much with my mother um, at that point when she was dying from a blood disease. But um, the recent one, I added the LED strip and the light to sort of draw in space, and I feel like that is uh, a lot more about the at this moment in time about you know, life and movement and drawing. I like that. Yeah, that's a very beautiful piece. And um, uh, in 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 the, in the future, I mean, to come back to your to your show that we're talking about, in in the context of all of this sculpture, yeah. um, this show is is you know now it's it's even more clear this the kind of relationship to to sculpture in this show. How does it feel for you walking through a show as a sculptor? You're walking through a show of your of your paintings of these works, which of course relate to sculpture, but they're but they're very different. It's a very different yeah, tone. yeah it's, it's a very, very different, different sense of space. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was actually my first time to do a painting show in New York, just a painting show. So it's quite exciting, um, and it's very interesting that if you didn't know my work, then you would not know the sort of well, again, those layers that sort of influence it. Right, but, right. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah. Um, is there anything we should mention that we didn't talk about about this? Um, it's been wonderful talking about this. There'll be links here so listeners can learn more about the show and follow your work. Is there something about this show that I should have asked or that you want to talk about before we go? Um, except that it's, it's been wonderful to be in the space and uh, it's a small space. It's in a brownstone, and it just feels—it feels for me very great to see this much just paintings in the space for, to, to to react to. And I also think you, when you're in the space, you can see the uh, paper fiber that I'm talking about. That it is different from the paint, per se. You mean because the surface is built up because we yes. see that 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 that, that uh-huh. surface, which is yeah, one of the aspects uh-huh. that makes it so uh-huh. sculptural. Is, is yeah. that what you mean? Uh-huh. That yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Sarah, I want to thank you for talking with me today, and I wish you well with this show. And, um, and again, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.